What's up, you guys? It's your boy, JB, with another edition of the Squash Mash Podcast, baby. You already know what it is, man. I be driving to and from work during my commute in my car, trying to record the best possible podcast that I can, given the being in my car restraints, so I can't be looking stuff up, because you know, texting while driving is bad. So, a little behind the curtain before we get into it, I have tried to record this three times yesterday some reason it would not let me record all the way through or it would shut it off but not tell me it was off and i'd get done or close to done with my thought and it would just say oh sorry and i'm like oh great so we're gonna try this again (laughs) so i got my sparkling water with me as always you know doing that raspberry hibiscus today tasty stuff And this is where the thought for this, it's been, I've been kicking this idea around for a few months now, maybe not a few months, whenever the top 50 greatest women's list was dropped. I love women's wrestling, so any chance I can talk about women's wrestling is always a good thing for me. And then I also love the NBA basketball, which the playoffs has started this weekend, as you guys saw on all my social media platforms. So, you know, I made NBA playoff first round predictions using NBA teams and wrestlers combined. So you had like the Denver A-listers taking on like the Portland Road Dogs, you know, whatever. I, I mashed them up. So back to the top 50 women's list. I saw the top 10 and we can, we can have debates. I think everybody had debates on where they belong, blah, blah, blah. You know, everybody's doing that. So I, I just kept coming up with these like, parallels right like nba basketball players comparisons to the women in the top 10 and some were easier than others and some are apples to apples and some are apples to oranges in comparisons or there's just a couple sticking points and i thought that would be a fun little different piece to write you know have but i'm not much of a writer these days writing for me is one of those things that takes me a while just because I don't have a ton of time and I'm more of a guy that likes to talk out his thoughts. And so let's talk this thought out. So here's what I'm thinking. Am I going to do 10 a day or 10, one a day, every day for the next 10 days? Maybe, maybe not. Might do this over some time, but I thought 10 women in the top 10, their NBA comparison. I'll give you my thoughts on it. You can tell me, you know, when you hear this in the comments, if it's silly, if it's dumb, if you agree, if you disagree, open up that discussion. But, you know, I thought this is a lot of fun. I like the NBA. I like women's wrestling. And why not just see where this goes? And it'll be a fun little easy to digest 20 minute podcast or so, maybe over, maybe less, depending on how much I time and thought I give into it. But let's see where it goes. So, In that vein, number 10 on the list, which in my opinion should have been higher anyway, we can have that Rhonda Bailey debate. I mean, she should have at least been ahead of Rhonda in my opinion. She's one of the four horsemen. Bailey. Bailey's number 10, so she'll start off this 10-part series of what we'll call the squash match, NBA crossover, combat, whatever you want to call it. And we'll start, and we'll just talk it out. So here's what I've got. For Bailey, the one player that stuck into my mind the most was Kevin Durant and how their career arcs are very similar. So we'll start early on Bailey in NXT 
You know, she's got the hugger gimmick. She's like the most over face in the company at one point. And now she, you know, she is where she's at now. So let's just start back at the beginning. NXT. In a lot of ways, her and Kevin's career arcs are similar, right? Kevin Durant started out baby-faced in Texas. You know, he was, I believe, freshman of the year. He had the accolades. He was young. He had this almost, like, childlike presence to him because he was, like, 180 pounds. He was just, and he he was, you know, just kind of like Al Bailey was. She was, you know, very young and over with the younger crowd and she had the hugger gimmick and it was almost childlike, right? But they were both immensely talented. In NXT, she was one of the four horsewomen. In the NBA at the time for that draft, he was one of the top prospects in the country. I'm surprised he went number two, kind of, you know, over, over uh, number two behind Greg Oden. Big bonehead move on their part, right? Portland, what were you thinking? Anyway, anyway. So they're both young. They So Kevin Durant plays one season in Seattle and they end up moving to Oklahoma City. And he becomes immediately the face of a small market team. He's got the baby face look. He's... He's the heart and soul of the team. He's one of the best players on the NBA, but he's constantly overlooked by, you know, even, you know, Russell Westbrook was on his team at one point, and Russell Westbrook gets a lot of love. And then you've got LeBron James in the NBA, and he's getting a lot of love. There's Dwayne Wade is still around. And, you know, there's just a lot of players that are in the discussion. While Kevin is rightfully in the discussion, as he should be, much as Bailey is rightfully in the discussion as one of the best women's wrestlers in the world, they're both still debates that could be made for other people. Like, we could argue Charlotte, we could argue Sasha, we could argue um, Asuka, Becky Lynch. You know, there's just constantly there's reasons to not give Kevin and not give Bailey their just due. But they are over with their fan bases. They are baby faces through and through they're running that gimmick i mean bailey is essentially the female john cena almost where she is just you you think that that's what's going to happen that's the trajectory for her and just as kevin early on you thought okay here's a kid here's a kid who's going to be with oklahoma city forever he loves the city the city loves him it seemed like a match made in heaven so we move on and the Bailey gimmick is starting to kind of wear thin. She's winning titles. So, and again, Kevin's winning MVPs and scoring titles. Like he's not, a, these, these two comparisons aren't, they're not slouches. It's just, it's an underdog thing. They, you know, Bailey can't seem to get over that hump. She needs something different. Kevin in Oklahoma City can't get over that hump. They were up 3-1 against the Golden State Warriors, who were 73 wins that year. Best team in the NBA by far. They had them on the ropes, and they couldn't close. So he needs something different. So Bailey and Kevin are in this middle of their careers, needing something different. Bailey can't quite get past Charlotte. She's losing ground in the Four Horsemen discussion. In my opinion, I feel like 
that at the, that right before she's flipped the switch and turned heel, she was maybe number four for a lot of people. And that's not her fault. It's just that gimmick needed a new layer. You can only do so much. Just as Kevin in Oklahoma City, you can only do so much in Oklahoma City, right? It's hard to get people to go to OKC. And Kevin is starting to see that. Durant realizes the writing's on the wall. And he basically makes a decision, right? Just as Bailey decides on that SmackDown, that infamous SmackDown, to shred those Bailey buddies and chop that hair off and turn complete heel. What does Kevin do? He turns complete heel and signs with the Golden State Warriors, a 73-win basketball team that just beat him months prior. If that doesn't scream most heelish shit in the NBA, Nothing does. So here we are. We've got Bailey and Kevin both at these respective points in their career. Of course, the parallels aren't exact. They didn't do this at the same time. But now you've got Kevin who's like, screw it. You got, I can't beat him. Join him. What does, what does Bailey do? She can't, she's not beating him. She joins up with Sasha Banks and goes on an incredible heel run with her and Sasha. Well, Kevin, same thing. I can't beat him. Let's join him. Goes on a monster run with the Warriors where they are unstoppable and he wins a couple titles and he gets those titles under his belt. Now, now what do you do? So the the career trajectory is continuing between the two of them. So Kevin has, he's in Golden State. He's been doing everything they asked him to do. Well, now he starts to get a little bit more vocal, right? He starts to start running his mouth. He, in a lot of ways, takes on his detractors on social media. He says what he wants in interviews now. He's not the babyface, cupcake, young kid that he was in Oklahoma City. So what does Bailey start doing as she's winning these titles and goes on that SmackDown run of like 300 and 80 days where she held the title, she starts getting more vocal, more cocky, taking on her detractors. The stuff she's doing with Michael Cole is amazing, right? And she's becoming more outlandish and more just full of herself, as is Kevin Durant. So the Oklahoma City thing, or not the Oklahoma City, the Golden State thing runs its course. And now he has another decision to make. What do I do? He decides... I'm going to Brooklyn. I'm going to team up with another super team, Kyrie, James Harden. I'm going to do it with my guys now and not Golden State's guys because now he wants to prove that I can do this without the backing of the Golden State Warriors. I'm going to go to Brooklyn and I'm going to win a title. And they're the number two seed this year, so maybe he made the right decision. But again, he's more brash. He's more outspoken. And just like Bailey. Bailey and Sasha ended for better or worse. Bailey said, I am going to go out on my own and I am going to win titles and do this without Sasha Banks. I never needed you, Sasha. I still don't need you. And she hasn't done anything since, but it's still early. And I think there's a lot of layers left in the Bailey side of this story. She's got, I think we're just scratching the surface. As much as I just think Kevin Durant is scratching the surface of the player he wants to be, I think for a long time, both Bailey and Kevin 
played the part that they were supposed to play, being the hugger gimmick for Bailey. She played the part that they wanted her to play. She did it really well. Just as I think Kevin played the company man in Oklahoma City, he stayed the course. He gave management plenty of opportunities to put a team around him to make them successful. And while they scratched the surface a few times, they couldn't quite get over the hump, and he grew increasingly frustrated. So they both have that in them, right? Bailey played the part for years. She fought tooth and nail to get where she was. She played the underdog super well. She got sick of playing the underdog. Kevin got sick of playing the underdog. Kevin wanted to be the star. Bailey wants to be the star. They're both at the top of their respective games right now. They're both wildly considered on the short list of greatest performers in their respective sports. It's one of those things where it just kept sticking to sticking in my mind like who is Bailey in an NBA sense. And both of their careers are still going, so they're not this story's not over. I can't wait to see how both of their careers play out from this point forward. So I had to, I wanted to go with an NBA basketball player that was still going, that kind of had the similarities, you know, where it was, you know, kind of an underdog story. It was kind of this, young, you know, up-and-comer, always in the discussion, but not always the discussion. But for a while there, Kevin Durant, when he was in Golden State, was the top player in the league over LeBron James, over James Harden. You could always make that argument, but again, just as you, but you could have made the argument for LeBron James, James Harden, Steph Curry, just as you could always make the argument with Bailey. Well, there's Sasha, there's Asuka, there's Becky, there's Charlotte. So they always had that chip on their shoulders and really, I think both needed the heel turn, so to speak, or signing with the enemy for Kevin's Kevin's sake, because they don't use heel and face dynamics in the NBA, even though I think they should. That would be a lot of fun. Um, I think they both needed a jolt to their careers, and for Bailey, it was turning heel. For Kevin, it was signing with Golden State. And now we're getting to see the real Kevin Durant. For better or for worse, he you know he's going after you know he's being more vocally. He's realized in his time that he holds the power. He's one of the greatest performers in the game. He doesn't have to fit into the Oklahoma city. I'm the good guy. I'm making movies with, you know, thunderstruck kids movies and just being the baby face that I am supposed to be. No, I'm going to be me. I'm going to say my piece. I'm going to do my thing. And if you don't like it, don't sign me. I'll go somewhere else. Somebody else will sign me. And in a lot of ways, that's what Bailey did. You don't like the hugger gimmick. That's fine. You know what? I'm going to turn on you fans. I'm going to do my thing. But guess what? When you need me, when you need a dynamite banger of a match, I'm your girl. I'm your woman. I'm going to make it happen. I'm the baddest, you know, woman out there. And try to stop me. And I think it's fantastic. I think both of these, both of these people, Kevin and Bailey, are going to be you know, a force to be reckoned with for the next few years. I think they're still peaking in terms of what they can do. And I can't wait to see if Kevin Durant, you know, he bet all on him by going to goal. He could have stayed in golden state, stayed status quo, kept doing it, but he decided to try it again with another team. 
And we don't see that very often in this player empowerment movement. So I can't wait to see if it pays off for him. And in a lot of ways, Bailey could have stayed the course. She could have stayed the hugger gimmick and been the female John Cena, so to speak, where, you know, maybe not apples to apples, female John Cena winning 20 titles and, you know, but she, you know, could have just stayed that course, been the one of the most over faces in the company and stayed that way. But no, she bet on herself. She changed up her gimmick. She's arguably been the MVP of the pandemic era. She's held down the fort, so to speak. So I think that this comparison to lead off this new project of mine that I'm going to attempt to complete in a timely fashion, um, I think Kevin Durant Bailey is a great starter. Now, there's nine other women on this list. And again, we're going to try to do this. I'm going to try to do this as a couple of these in a week, maybe three, maybe four. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I don't want to commit to I'm going to do one of these a day for the next 10 days because you know how the wrestling business works. Things come up. People want to, you know, get released. I don't think people want to get released. That's the wrong way to say that. People get released. Things happen. Big moments happen. Titles change. Zombies appear. So I might want to talk zombies one day and skip out on the NBA comparison list. But I will continue to do so because I think this is kind of fun. I don't really have a rhyme or reason as to why I think it's fun. I just like basketball. I like women's wrestling. Let's put the two together and make magic happen. So going forward, number nine on the list is Ronda Rousey. Again, I said earlier, I think Rousey could have been a little lower on the list, maybe not made the top 10 because she's, she only had really 18 months of a career so far. So there's not a lot of NBA comparisons for only having a year of success and the rest of it fail. Well, not even fail, just have a year of success and that's it. But I will come up with one. I have one in mind. I'm going to explore it. I think it'll be fun. It might not be as in-depth as the Kevin Bailey discussion because she's only done it for, you know, like I said, 18 months of her career. So in that vein, I'm going to end that here. As always, guys, I appreciate you taking time out to listen to me rant and rave and ramble about just some nonsensical stuff. Like, again, I don't know if this is if this is cool, let me know. If you like it, awesome. If you think there's a better comparison for Kevin and Bailey, let me know. If you think Bailey's the Michael Jordan of women's wrestling, let's talk about it. If you think Kevin Durant is the Lita of wrestling, let's talk about it, right? Like, let's discuss. This is all this is. If you're an NBA fan, if you're a wrestling fan, this is a fun little kind of crossover appeal. So, Make sure you check me out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I'll be posting this there. Get the discussion going. And until next time, guys, I'm out. Peace. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Swear to God, I'm a king. One day I'ma pull up on an elephant. Yeah. Give a fuck about a hater trying to knock me. Nah, that's irrelevant. Yeah. Never have I ever said.